It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by writer, trans activist, military veteran, person who explains to us all of the things that the Republicans wish would happen behind closed doors. We are bringing them out into the light today uh, with Charlotte Clymer. Charlotte, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Zerlina. How are you all Good morning. Well, it's the Ides of March. And the good thing about this show is Jess is an English major. So when I when I said, what is this again? I don't remember. I, <laughs> I was like, watch your rundown. back. The whole rundown, right? I got the whole thing. It was great. And I'm sure people at home were like, thank you, Jess. Yeah, it's the day of fact. watching your back. Just, you know. Now look, they're going to tell somebody else, little, though. Side eye at day. your friends. You know, yeah. just make sure that you've been, you've done right by everybody in your inner circle. It's that kind of day. <laughs> I love good that. Advice. Did you know that the, the folks who assassinated Caesar... Uh, died only a couple of years after he did. I, did I didn't know that. know that. Yeah. Yeah, it they did, didn't live very it, long. It did not work out well for anybody. Nope. <laughs> the Ides of March were just bad all around. Yeah, so there you go. You know what? Don't this be, is a good day to just Don't be trash. Say, That's the message. No new friends today. <laughs> no new friends. <laughs> <laughs> don't be trash. We're having no a new great friends. time. Everybody just stay inside. <laughs> okay. Like, we're having we're having the hardest time with this uh, with this story, because it feels like what's happening is that Republicans are are trying to make trans kids specifically the new like issue that gins up their base, which means they are putting so much focus and attention on making life harder for kids who are trans um, because they don't have anything else to talk about and they are perfectly willing to chuck over a really vulnerable segment of the population in order to have something to talk about. Am I reading too negatively into a couple of bills that are moving or does this feel like a national situation to you? No, you know that completely. That's exactly what's happening right now. Balls. Uh, the Republican Party has basically run out of ideas. And so, as you can see, whether it's Mr. Potato Head or Dr. Seuss or Trans Kids in Sports, they are fabricating problems to get their base outraged over and lean into those so they can keep folks focused on the midterms and gin up fundraising uh, and really just, you know, piss off people who don't agree with them. So what's so what's happening? Like, what are the specifics? Like, let's start with Mississippi. Like, what's happening there? Okay, so a couple days ago, um, the governor of Mississippi signed a law passed by both chambers of uh, their state legislature that would uh, essentially that essentially bans trans kids from sports mm-hmm. and designates sports teams as limiting membership only based on sex assigned at birth. Um, and that that is exactly what it sounds like. So, trans, you know, if you are a trans or non-binary child. Uh, and, and present openly so, you cannot uh, participate on the uh, sport that does not align with your sex sign of birth. And, I don't... Um, okay. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, I, no I, we're, we were just going to sputter in disbelief. <laughs> yeah, no, my question, though, is like, okay, why? That's a great question. <laughs> um, 
Um, because this is an issue in which there is no merit right. for those who oppose trans kids in sports on any level. Um, in more than 20 states right now, there you know, is some kind of legislation that has either been passed or is being considered that, that bans trans kids in sports. Um, and you might ask, well, are there examples of this happening? Well, uh, the Associated Press did their due diligence. They reached out to the bill sponsors for, for all these bills and, you know, this, you know, 24, 25 states or whatever. And in almost every instance, lawmakers who were contacted cannot cite a single example of when it had been a problem right? at all. Um, now, we already know this. Right. Because this is just the next phase of what they've been doing to trans people and specifically trans kids. In the last 10 years, it was you know bathroom bills uh, in North Carolina or you know other states where they were trying to pass legislation that, you know, literally police where people could could, you know, use the restroom publicly. Um, it became things about, you know, uh, trans kids having accommodations in schools. Um, and, you know, they, the GOP has been trying to look for an angle on trans rights and has, and has kept failing over and over again, demonstrably failing. This time they found something that could be potent um, and they're seizing on it and p- kind of pushing in all their chips that this is going to be the thing that works for them. Why do you think that this is going to, like this feels like even a bridge farther than the bathroom bill thing, like the, the bathroom bill thing, like. I, granted, it was it, it lie, but the idea was you wouldn't you wouldn't be safe in bathrooms when like obviously what we know is when we force trans women to use the bathrooms that are not of their gender, obviously they are in danger. Women are not in danger from other women in the bathroom. It's that's just not an issue. If a man wants to be a danger to women in the bathroom, that will happen regardless of what laws are there to handle trans women. Okay. But I, but I could, I could at least see the, <laughs> yes, and then, yeah. like I, I could at least see the germ of where where they were ginning up the fear here, but the fear that they're that they're going for with keeping trans kids out of sports is what? Like, what are we supposed to be afraid of? That like, so, some some girl who would have won the field hockey match isn't going to now like is that the fear like what's the fear here what are what why is this potent for anybody so it's a multi-pronged thing coming from them um when it was about bathroom bills it came across as creepy when republicans were interested yeah like, why, oh. are you, why are you so obsessed with where people are it was you know, creepy. Doing their business? right right yeah. Jess, I love how you missed that. (laughs) Right. They do so much creepy shit. I forget that some stuff actually reads as creepy. Like, this is the the party of forced transvaginal ultrasounds. I do sort of forget that, like, there is a baseline where people are like, hey, that seems weird, because they do a lot of weird stuff. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) You do so much weird shit. I didn't vote for them uh, uh, publicly because, you know, it turned out that more often than not, Republican politicians would get caught doing sexual things in bathrooms. Literally. Right. So right. when that happened on an occasional basis, I think they realized, like, oh, this is not this is not a good look for us to keep hammering on this issue. With sports, it's different. Um, uh-huh. You know, we have such an emotional attachment to sports. I have such an emotional attachment to sports. And it's very easy to manipulate the way that people perceive this because we live in an era of disinformation. Uh, and they are taking full advantage of that because no one knows about trans healthcare and trans identities outside of really the trans community itself. Like, you know, and, 
y'all are both lovely and you you are so supportive of trans people and i guarantee that neither of you know a lot about trans nope. healthcare, like really drilling down into it they're nope. taking advantage of this right. <laughs> and so, oh go ahead no i was i'm i I'm, i want you to finish that point but i also want to ask what should we know to be better at combating this stuff when we see it right i love the question so they're trying to make people think that uh, you know, basically, uh, the, and the, the image they're trying to conjure is that boys are waking up and deciding, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go into girls' sports and dominate them. Or, um, you know, grown men are waking up and decide, oh, I'm going to go to women's sports and dominate them. And that's not true. You know, the regulations that have been put in place by the NCAA, for example, are that uh, trans women who want to compete on a women's sports team have to wait up to a year taking hormones in order uh, to, to be eligible to play on those sports teams. And this comes from established research that has been done, and, and that was announced by the NCAA over a decade ago, by the way, that shown that when trans women are on hormones and go through the traditional medical process that's prescribed for trans women, um, basically any advantages that they may have had uh, when they were assigned male at birth evaporate with that kind of medical process. But no one knows this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this there's this picture going around that, that goes around, you know, Twitter and Facebook every now and then. And it shows this young woman named Cece Telfer. Um, she's this uh, she's a wonderful young woman. And she was running track a couple of years ago uh, at the Division Two level. And, you know, she's like, I don't know. She's she's tall. She has this this great physique. She's standing next to a younger white woman. Cece Telfer is a young black woman. Um, and Cece Telfer is about, gosh, a foot taller, um, you know, has muscles that are slightly bigger in the biceps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there's a way of weaponizing black women's bodies here as well, of right? Course. Like white supremacy ties into this quite a bit. Um, but essentially, you know, they always use some kind of caption like, is this fairness in sports? Because they want to use that image of this taller, well-physiqued black woman against people who don't know a lot about trans health care. Now, mm-hmm. what's ironic is that for this picture, Cece Telfer placed six in that race. And wow. she lost to the young woman next to her who won first in that race. And this, this has happened quite a bit with trans athletes because here's the secret that no one wants to point out. When trans girls and women lose in sports, as they so often do, no one gives a shit. No right. one cares. It's when they win, it's the second they start winning races, that suddenly people start caring and claiming that it's unfair, irresponsible, and dangerous. Um, And yet across the board, what we see is that there is not a single example uh, in all the research that I've done, that other folks have done, we cannot find a single example of when a young trans woman has won a college athletic scholarship. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because you would think, because that, that is the thing that they always cite, like, you know, young trans women are taking away opportunities right. from cis women. And yet, out of the, gosh, I want to say 170,000 or so young wow. women who receive some kind of degree of athletic college scholarship, not a single one is a young trans woman. Okay, so that is how to shut that. Okay, so I was yeah, doing it all shut, wrong. I was doing it all wrong. That shuts that conversation completely my, down. I had been saying whenever whenever you got the unfair advantage in sports thing, 
lots of athletes have unfair advantages in right. sports. I, like yeah. Michael Phelps right. has different bones. Like there's, right. you know, bodies are all different. Right. Like bodies are all different. Some of two, you know what I mean? Right. Like, That's helpful for a yeah. gymnast. Like some people are just built different, and She's there will four, be different four advantages. Nine. Sorry, but uh, in fact, the <laughs> answer is there aren't any unfair advantages. Like literally none, zero. And if yeah. if there were, you would have seen them in the awarding of at least a athletic scholarship. That's absolutely okay. right. That is absolutely right. Thank um, you, Charlotte. In, in, in sport, oh, of course. In sports, we infantilize women who are really good. Right. Yeah. Right. We we look at it as a problem. We think that they must be cheating, or if, if we if we know they're not cheating, that they're going to be bad for the sport if they continue winning. This happened with Serena Serena Williams. Yep. How good she is. Um, it happens. It ha- happens happens typically a lot with black women who are good at sports. Mm. Um, it happened with Castor Semenya, yeah. who is currently barred from competing at the Olympic level, a cisgender woman, not a trans woman, a cisgender right. woman, because she has naturally higher than usual occurring levels of testosterone in her body. Um, now, if, like you said, if it's Michael Phelps or if it's Bo Jackson or if it's LeBron James, like if it's someone who's really good in a man at sports, they're looked at as an icon of athleticism. Uh, and a marvel and someone we should admire if it's a woman they must be a danger to how things are done it's so true with serena williams because one of the things that i mean i i even had to check my own bias right so one of the things um everyone should know i mean i don't know if people are very aware of like how tall i am or what i look like in person but I am We're five or six average and average size. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like I'm a normal size. Weight, I'm a normal. I'm mean, not, I'm not too skinny. Not too fat. I'm just like, you know, I, I those aren't even the right words, but that. I'm just like a regular size person. Ain't yep. nothing like, um, you know, there's no, like just regular, regular. I like that as a word. Um, <laughs> and I, I had the uh, privilege of interviewing Serena Williams one time. And I went to uh, New York Sports Club um, or Equinox, one of them, um, for this like special workout thing with like all these other magazine people. This is when I was writing for Ebony, um, and we did like a workout <laughs> oh, with Serena Williams. Um, Ooh, like and then, <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of like insanity, like an insanity work. So it was like right on my alley. So I was like in it. And it wasn't, like, real. Like, she was, like, in makeup, and they were taking photos. Like, it was okay. all for this promotional thing. So this whatever. is just my nightmare. Take photos oh, of me God. while I'm working out. I turn pink. Like, like you do. mole rat pink. That's, okay. That is true. I can attest to that. Because we do, we, in, the, in the before we times, used, we'd we orange theory together. together. Um, but when she walked in the Equinox, I was like, oh. And the reason why is because I assumed that she would be a lot bigger than she is. When she's I always shot from person, the feet right. up. When, not only right. is she shot from the feet up, but everybody she is playing against is a size two. Right. And I mean that, a size two in person, right? So Serena Williams, who's like, what, an eight or a six? Um, you know, she looks mm-hmm. bigger. She's 5'10", so she's a little bit taller than the average person. She's taller than me, but our legs are basically the same size. Her leg is my leg, but it, it, I mean, I'm not winning Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? So, like, she has skill and talent that I do not have, but it's not because she has some sort of superhero figure. That's not what's happening. And I think one of the things that happens with Serena Williams specifically is that because everybody who plays her sport is so little and skinny, 
uh, I mean, they have muscles and whatever, but they're usually very slender. Um, you you picture her being like LeBron size when she mm-hmm. is not. She's a regular. If you saw, you'd be like, oh, my God, how do you win Wimbledon? You're not even like LeBron size, right? <laughs> That's like what you think when you see her. You're like, she's really, she's just really good at tennis. Um, Weird. And I Weird. think that. I think that with Serena Williams, I mean, it. we, we police black women's bodies, um, and then if they are too uh, muscular, then it becomes, they're too, quote-unquote, masculine. And we just have to, you know, get rid of the whole thing. The whole thing is stupid. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't really oh, a no, question. no, I love it. That was just and, a rant. <laughs> that's true, though. Like, this is always how we perceive women's bodies. Like, going back to the started when women were permitted to uh, compete in the modern Olympics, they've been scrutinized for how they look. They have had to confirm their, their gender, their genitalia. I mean, this, this has happened for a long time and we don't talk about it because it's, you know, the kind of thing where people don't want to be reminded of how long we've scrutinized women's bodies and athletics in a very mm-hmm. gross way. Officially, like not even just gawking. Right. Right. But official to literally checking the genitalia of elite women athletes, not even decades ago. And we don't talk about this, but it did happen, and it continues to happen in some ways. Like, there's a rugby team now where, um, or or a new story that came out, like, I think a week before last, where rugby teams in Europe um, are now being checked. Like, you know, women essentially had to, you know, take up their kit and show their chest to an official. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's happening. And... this is going to affect cis women more moving forward now. Because, uh, you know, not every cis woman necessarily passes as cisgender. And, you know, for whatever... If, I mean, ugh, anyway, go ahead. No, it, this is just the perfect intersection of, like, it's, 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 um, it's, our, it's gay panic. It's our fear about, like, uh, white female fragility. It's, like, it literally hit... Oh, now I see why it's such a, like, potent combination. It literally hits on all of their, like, lizard brain confusion about, like, the, the you know, prescriptive gender roles and how we are moving away from prescriptive gender roles. Um, yeah. So what do we do? It, we, only have, we only have a minute left, but if you want to tell folks to put their attention somewhere, where should they put it? So listen, this week is the hearing for the Equality Act before the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to see their main line of attack, as it was a couple years ago, talking about how this is going to destroy women's spaces and destroy things like women's sports. You need to push back against that. Uh, look, cis folks, if you're listening right now, educate yourselves. Mm-hmm. Go on your Google, your subscription, your subscription-free service to Google, and educate yourselves on trans healthcare and trans issues. Because if you really want to be a, a helpful ally here, you're going to be able to be informed on the fact that this is such a bullshit argument. They have nothing. But in, as long as you're fearful because you don't have the knowledge equipped to have this kind of dialogue, they're going to keep winning because they can just throw out whatever bullshit they want to and no one will check them on it. Right. <laughs> so make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're calling your representatives, uh, you know, uh, representatives and senators and letting them know that, you stand beside trans people regardless. Thank you, Charlotte Clymer, for all of the work you do and for explaining this to us this morning. Um, I know you, you have changed the way that I relate to this, so I'm sure that, that there's a, a lot 
a lot more people out there who really want to be allies and, and now have a better path to do that. So thank you. We appreciate you this morning. Well, thank you yes. both. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening. 